tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. An evil force took his life. An unearthly power has brought him back. He is a phantom, a wraith, a cosmic spirit given another chance. Uh, are you new in town? Yeah. Who's the kid? I turned my back and the next second he was there. Like magic almost. You ever seen one of those before? Nah, let's just add it to our collection. There's a kid out there using his car to kill people. Not that it's such a big deal since it seems to be your gang he's got it in for. Shotgun, Mama Luca. A wraith, man! A ghost! An evil spirit, and it ain't cool! What are you doing? Packard, stop Get it. in the car! What are you doing, man? You Get out of my face, Burger Boy! You wind up dead like your brother! So you've now watched well, 1983 is the Wraith. Is it 1983? Is it 1985? I don't see how it could be 1983 uh, since they had a 1987 Daytona in it. Well, so, it was 1986. So there. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the future car. The 1986 The Wraith starring Charlie Sheen. Maybe it was an 85 Daytona. Yeah. I don't know. Could have been. Either way. Yes, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> uh, Charlie Sheen is Charlie Sheen. I'm not sure anybody knows him anymore. Anymore? Like, okay, well... He's, he's kind of... He hasn't really done any mo- anything lately. Anything newsworthy? Uh, no. <laughs> like what, 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 what are you guys talking about? I've, you don't know who Charlie Sheen is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You mean funny. You funny. Okay. No, no, no. You might know him more as... Uh, you know, uh, was it a lunar wizard or uh, tiger blood? Yes. <laughs> you know those uh-huh. all, all those things. But this is yes, this is this is '80s Sheen. You know, uh, Ferris Bueller's Days Off. Uh, oh my God, I forgot he was in that. <laughs> Wall Street. Uh, what was, was he in? Not Apocalypse Now. Is he in Apocalypse Now? Yes. Mm. Opposite his father. Yeah. Well, not opposite. I don't know. He's, I don't know. He's like, yeah, he's like some fresh private, I think. There you go. It was like one of his first movies or something. Yeah, that makes sense. And oh. then the 90s came and you have things like Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part Duh and yes. Major League and <laughs> Major League 2. Oh, Major League. <laughs> I love we Major League. more of those. We do. We need more sports comedies. 
They, they don't make them that often anymore. They really don't. I think the last one it's I know of it's like the replacements. Keanu yeah. Reeves. Yeah, if anything, they're replaced by based on true story. Yeah, like the Disney like true story movies. movies. Movies, yeah. It's very true. Um, but what we're talking about is the Wraith. So, <laughs> uh, scratch all that. <laughs> have you seen The Crow or even Catwoman with Halle Berry? I have seen The Crow mostly. Okay, Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, we're breaking stereotypes here. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, the, the, the idea that uh, someone has been wronged when they were killed and they need to, their soul needs to come back and get vengeance on the people that killed them. Oh, wait, no, I haven't seen Catwoman with Halle Berry, but <laughs> Batman Returns. Yes, it's, Batman Returns yeah. is basically where the Halle right. Berry Catwoman gets its its idea. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But this time, instead of uh, being uh, a lady that dresses up like a cat and kicks ass, or being a, a, a dude that dresses in goth and it's the kicks ass. What's that? Hatterack. <laughs> or Muadib. <laughs> Muadib. <laughs> what was that? From Dune? Oh. He's <laughs> wearing a still suit, man. Ah, that's what you said when we were watching the movie. Yeah. A still suit. I didn't quite get it's that. Famine. I still don't understand Dune. <laughs> I watched it the uh, one time with you and it was a terrible movie. <laughs> ah, you hurt me so. I, good. You deserve to be hurt for that movie. God, it's a great movie. <laughs> uh, nerds can be wrong too. So. Um, but we're not about Dune. <laughs> you are. It's a terrible movie. No. But, uh, no, you come back as a kick-ass car that can... Uh, uh, that uh, you know turns into light at some some points turns into a motorbike. Yes, <laughs> turns into Charlie Sheen. Yeah, you turn into Charlie Charlie Sheen. You can't yeah. go to your own body because that'll be weird. Yeah, it was you know that's what he said. This is the closest thing I could find to my old body. It's just like, huh? Why is it that there needs to be a close proximity? Like, is there an assembly line? Is you know what's going on? What are we? <laughs> They're just templates. Like. <laughs> He, he got like face recognition and they, they said you look more most like Charlie Sheen post on your Facebook for <laughs> see what others get that's uh you know that's probably the best way to describe it they have uh because uh, they really give you absolutely no background like or explanation of anything in no. this movie which probably is good if you get too deep into the explanation it would probably like uh Really throw people off or put them to sleep, and all we really want to see is car racing and explosions. I think that the explanation that they gave in the trailer, which is way more than is in the movie, <laughs> yeah, is. would have been sufficient. I, I didn't know what was going on until two thirds in the two thirds in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because they kind of just keep showing you flashbacks of what must have been uh, the Jamie character before he died yeah. and. But you don't even find out about him until like after Charlie Sheen's showed up. Exactly. It's just really out of place and weird. It's like he kind of just jumped into the second act of a book. You yeah, didn't get to read of. the first act. You just you just at the you're at the plot, and then the climax is coming, and we're gonna sprinkle in some of the the, the other stuff. Yeah, they should have had like. That you know when Charlie when um, Jamie gets killed, mm-hmm. they should have had a 
should have had that first instead of like those two ran that random couple while driving at night and getting into a random in car race car race with extortion car race yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you have uh you have packard and his road warrior gang that all exist out of uh what was the name of the town Brooks, Arizona. Brooks, Arizona, population 6,000. Yep. They operate out of this small town, and people on the, the dark highway, uh, they end up racing for their pink slips. Yes. Because, yeah. and if you, if you, if you, if they do have the same formula that they do with the first couple that you see in the movie, then they, they kind of just take one person hostage and say, look, if you don't, if you don't race, we hurt her. If you if you race and you run off without without giving us your car, we hurt her, you know. So it's it's like you're really not going to win. Might as well just give him the car. But it's all legal because you know he legally lost the car and he legally signs it over, <laughs> and so that's what Packard's worried about. I like how Brooks is like right in a fold in space. <laughs> <laughs> between Tucson and Prescott, Arizona, <laughs> because they simultaneously they're like, "Oh, we're gonna drive to wherever the hell we race," and they're in Prescott, and then they're like, "Oh, let's go back to where we work," and they're like outside of Tucson. <laughs> it's like it's like Brooks is Gila Ben, and almost, and you're going around <laughs> yeah. Phoenix. Except it only takes like five minutes. And, and Big Chase is the one the one restaurant you always go to. That's right. Just Everyone like in Ufa. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, it, it's supposed to be taking place in in Arizona, and there obviously is uh, just a lot of open desert and 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 a sheriff that played by Randy Quaid who yeah. just can't quite get. Uh, a handle on what the hell's going on. Man, they had a lot of crazy in this movie. <laughs> a lot of future crazy. A lot of potential crazy. <laughs> so, uh, written and directed by a Mike Marvin. Uh, sound familiar to anybody? Oh, yeah, he's the Martian. The Marvin. Marvin the Martian. That's <laughs> yeah. correct. Oh. No, incorrect. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's see. Other writing credits he has. Uh, a movie called Six Pack. Hot Dog the Movie, MacGyver <laughs> Episode, uh, The Wraith, High Desert Kill, Wishman, Treasure, Madame Savant, Silk Stockings, <laughs> an episode, and Sunstorm in 2001 was the last thing he wrote. Okay. He has two acting credits, uh, Hot Dog the Movie and Madame Savant. Aha. <laughs> and Madame Savant's very savant. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that cover box has a... A man covering a oh boob. My. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hello. it looks like it's got a Playboy symbol there in the corner too. Oh yeah, yeah. it does. So it must have been a Playboy Channel movie or something. Oh my! So then, uh, so for directing wise, his first directing movie was Hamburger in the Motion Picture. Hamburger and Hot Dog. He, he, he wrote Hot Dog on. the movie, but he directed Hamburger the Motion Picture. Ah, okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who did popcorn? <laughs> Don't know. Uh, then you got The Wraith, Wishman, an episode of Renegade, The Gra- the Dragon Gate, Maui Heat, Arranged Marriage, Treasure, Madame Savant, he directed that also, nice. Getting Away, and then Sunstorm again in 2001 was the last thing he did. Um, 
all classics. We all know them well. <laughs> oh, Bo Derek was in Sunstorm along with Stacy Keach. The baseball player? Bo Derek. No, Bo Derek is a. She's a 10. Or, okay, you, you don't know that movie. She? Tommy Boy? Yes. The, 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 the lady that Tommy's dad marries in the beginning of the movie? That's Bo Derek. Oh. <laughs> it's a woman. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so not the baseball player. No. Okay. I think you're thinking of uh, Bo Jackson. Mm. Played baseball and football. Was on Pro Stars. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't pay attention to sports. Sports ball. Sports ball. Hand egg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Is there any particular reason that he stopped making movies in 2001? His family first visited Lake Tahoe in early 2000 or 1920s, and by the late 1930s, the lake was the family summer de- destination that has nothing to do with anything cool cool story <laughs> there's a news article here saying um hot dog the movie remake could make mike marvin's mad max fury could be Mar- could be mike marvin's mad max fury road saying that what <laughs> so just like george no miller. What, george miller came back to remake Fury Road right. and became super popular after it had been so long since he made the other Mad Maxes. He could Mike Marvin could come back and make remake Hot Dog the movie and be just like George Miller. Yeah, but people knew what Mad Max was. Maybe Hot Dog the movie was something that was big back in the day too. You just don't know because it was too old for you. So is Mad Max, but I know that. <laughs> you know, I was thinking of it right now too. They should remake the Wraith. <laughs> Yes, and and Charlie Sheen will just be um, Jake slash Jamie again. There you go. He could. He's crazy enough to do it, folks. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Hot Dog the movie was 1984, so I mean, I guess you could probably might have known that movie. It is a possibility. What? Nothing. The Wraith. 1984? No. Uh-huh. It was 86. It is 86. 86. Hot Dog the Movie is 1984. Oh. No. Still no idea. <laughs> Hot dogs are delicious. Uh, so we had talked talk about Charlie Sheen, who plays Jake Kessie and The Wraith. Uh, then we have Nick Cassavetes, who plays Packard Walsh, the antagonist for the movie. Yes. Uh, I know that I had seen him in, as acting and stuff, but I always think of Nick Cassavetes as a as a director first. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he's directed some big movies like uh, The Notebook and Alpha Dog. Um, I know in an episode of Entourage, one of the later seasons, he plays himself as a director in the movie that Vince ends up trying to do a stunt in and like he ends up getting hooked on cocaine that season or whatever. <laughs> cocaine. It's a hell of a drug. It's a hell of a drug. Um... But acting wise, I always forget that he was in life with Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy. He was the he was the the, the sergeant at the prison, the one that you know will shoot people if they go across the line. He was also in Face Off. He was uh, Nick Cage's 
<laughs> face off. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, he was Nick Cage's like uh, buddy, criminal buddy, and um, but he has quite uh, quite a bit of uh, acting credits, you know, before and after the Wraith. Uh, he had uh, an episode of Quantum Leap. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Blind Fury. I showed you parts of that movie not too long ago. That's the one with the, the Re- cop that is blind and he like knows kung fu. No, you're thinking of Blind Justice. It was a TV yeah. show. This yeah, is a movie from 1989. Uh, and oh, Rutger yeah. Howard has the cane that actually has a sword inside of it. And, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Um, VHS jam. That will have to be a VHS gem in the future. He was in Blow with uh, Johnny Depp, Hangover Part Two. So he, yeah, he's a uh, he's quite the director and actor. He's done some things. He's done some things. Um, now a lot of a lot of these other actors that are in this movie are movie are, are actors that we've seen in other VHS gems so far. <laughs> Um, Amazing. <laughs> uh, Carrie Johnson was played by Sherilyn Finn, who was in just one of the guys. She was the the character that was always all over. Uh, oh. oh yeah. What was the main character's name? Terry. Terry. Yeah. You know. So and then eventually ended up with their younger brother. Yes. And then there was Augie, who uh, was the first to die at the race hand in this movie. Yeah. He was in uh, April Fool's Day. He played the, the guy who gets stabbed. Well, the guy who gets stabbed at the beginning, but it was a but it was a prank. Right. Cause, so he ended up being the the main lady's uh, sister or brother. Yeah. That no one knew, but they always thought he was the cousin for some reason. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's in that and probably other things. Um, and then there's Randy Quaid. You know. Been in all kinds of things. All kinds yeah. of things, and and now he just runs from the cousin uh, cousin Eddie cousin in the Eddie. in the National Lampoon yeah. Vacation movies. Uh, but now he just runs from the Hollywood killers. Yep, stalker and killers. He lives in <laughs> motel rooms. And puts out crazy rants on YouTube. Oh, and uh, we can't forget that we have Clint Howard in this too, wearing oh, yes. a very large toupee. Yep. <laughs> The younger brother to Ron Howard. Did you know that? I did no. not know he was younger. I... Yeah, he's the younger <laughs> brother. Jeez. Wow. Um, that being said, the guy who plays Skank, I know I've seen him and stuff before, but I could not figure out what it was. was so it his Road Warrior? I don't think so. I mean, I know he's wearing the mohawk and... He's definitely got the uh, the jewelry for World, Road Warrior, but the, that wasn't what I remember him from. So to look at some of his uh, acting credits, we have a lot of Charlie Sheen movies. Awesome. They must be friends. They must be. Uh, he was in 20, an episode of 21 Jump Street. He's in The Night Before, but not the one with Seth Rogen that just came out. Oh. Uh, feds, which I told you uh, 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 when we were talking about April Fool's Day. Uh-huh. Uh, I told you the one girl was in that movie Feds, and I was wrong. It's Rebecca De Mornay is in Feds. 
back the other morning. Yeah. I know, I'm sorry. I wish you weren't such a liar. <laughs> just lying all the time. Uh, we got The Rookie he was in. That's with um, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen and Clint, Clint Eastwood. I don't remember them in that movie at all. <laughs> Not the mm-hmm. one with Dennis Quaid. You're thinking of Rookie no, of the Year, aren't no, you? No, the one where he breaks his arm. And that's Rookie of the Year. No, that's not the one they're talking about the either. Doctor's nose. This is uh, Charlie Sheen is a rookie cop and Mark Clint Eastwood is a veteran cop and they're teamed yeah, together. He plays on the Cubs. No. <laughs> uh, apparently he was in the movie The Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He played Knight. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, but I don't remember him in that. Through a knife. He was in Major League face. Two as Fields. I don't know if that means they were. He was on the field. That he was the field that <laughs> he they was played on. The field. <laughs> yes. uh, he's an uncredited role in Mars Attacks as Lieutenant Colonel Swenson. What? Yeah. <laughs> How does he have such a specific character name if he's uncredited? I don't know. I'm confused by that. Uh, he was in an episode of One Tree Hill. We have th- to go deeper. Three, the Dale Earnhardt story. Oh, <laughs> Surface. He was in an episode of Surface. I have no idea what that is. It was a, uh, it was a sci-fi like, like one-hour drama that they tried to do in prime time. I think I was at, I think it was ABC or NBC where there was some kind of creatures that were coming up from underneath the water, terrorizing this town. Nope. Okay. Cool. V? No, not exactly. Uh, Army Wives, he did some episodes of that. He was in Halt and Catch Fire, one oh. episode. I, I have no idea where I know him from, though. So he just has a face that I've seen, I guess. I guess so. Uh, so, yeah, that's what... And I mean... There's a lot of characters. A lot of, a lot of characters. The gang by itself has, what... <laughs> Seven people in it? At least. <laughs> and you have to sit there and watch each one of them get killed. And they're all different yeah. 80s <laughs> tropes. Like, yeah. yeah. You got the yuppie, you got the preppy, you have the road warrior. <laughs> you have the guy who's just, for some reason, always covered in dirt. Just the dirty <laughs> fucking white trash. <laughs> and the funny thing about Skank is that he's constantly... Drinking things that you put into your car. Oh my god, brake fluid, hydraulic, hydraulic fluid. fluid. He's snorting fucking WD forty at one point. Yeah, but but at times he's the most reasonable one, <laughs> which is also strange. Yeah, <laughs> but like his other friend, like they switch, they switch like roles of who's the twitchy, like character. Very true. That's that's yeah, that's very true. What do you think about that? Um, so, uh, at one point, Johnny Depp was considered for the roles of Jake Kessie and Augie. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> before Charlie Sheen, it was Johnny Depp that might have been in this movie. Ooh. So, Johnny Depp would have killed himself? <laughs> well, I doubt he would have been playing both roles. They just it's really like wanted Johnny Depp to be in this movie. Johnny Depp in a movie before. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're thinking of Eddie Murphy. Oh, no, maybe. <laughs> says, uh, while filming a chase sequence shot on a mountainside outside of Tucson, a crew member was killed and another was critically injured. According to supplementary material on the DVD, a camera car 
was overloaded and overturned. This was the only serious accident during the filming. So I'm guessing that's who Bill Ingram? Yeah. At the end? yeah. Was that what the name was? I think so. Was it Robert Ingram? Or Brian? Brian Ingram. Something with a B and Graham. Graham. Got it. Uh, Johnny Depp, who was then dating Sherilyn Fenn, was present during filming and was living in the film crew's hotel with Fenn. Huh. So he got to see his girlfriend get naked with some dudes on on screen, on camera. Okay, here. Dedicated to the memory of Bruce Ingram, who worked on the film as an assistant cameraman. He was the single person killed when the camera car overturned. Uh, the futuristic weapon wielded by the Wraith is a Frankix Franchi F-R-A-N-C-H-I Spaz 12 Shotgun Of course it was a Spaz (laughs) Because you can hit people from all the way across Murder Town With a folding stock It's a 12 gauge tactical shotgun made in Italy and has the unusual property of functioning in both pump and semi-automatic modes. The odd hook on the on the weapon, which I thought was weird, so I'm glad we're going to get to see this, or get to hear this. The odd hook on the weapon is for firing the weapon one-handed with the stock extended as it wraps around the forearm. So I'm guessing you use the hook so you can pump it with just one hand? Or, hmm, I don't know. Or maybe to, like, hold it steady? Well, it says one-handed. Yeah, I know. So you would have the hook around your... Oh, okay. So that it doesn't recoil as much? I don't know. Gun gun enthusiasts, if, you, if you're listening to this, g- give us a heads up, because we are not gun enthusiasts. <laughs> we know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, I've used guns before. <laughs> I um, say that doesn't make you an enthusiast. It doesn't. <laughs> uh, it was shot in 27 days. Wow. No explanation is given for the unusual metal bar body attachments that disappear <laughs> after a kill. It's those revenge bondage. Though some fans believe these are similar to support braces given people who've gone through severe physical trauma. See, yeah, yeah. after the first kill, the first one disappears off his arm yeah. And that's why I, th- I thought it, it kind of looked like braces, but it's like, why would a spirit ghost need braces unless it's symbolic? But he wasn't like, his limbs weren't broken when they were killed. He was just stabbed a bunch of times in his back. And then thrown but, off. But yeah, he was put in. Yeah, yeah, but he was already dead by that point. It's true. Probably. Hopefully. More than, most, more than likely. So uh, it's it was a very interesting part of the the movie or the, the part of the character, which is just more stuff that we just get no information on. It's true, which yep. is par for the course for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh man, we should go to Big K's. The place actually looked kind of delicious. It, the food did look pretty delicious, but you'd have to find Brooks, Arizona first. Yeah, that might be kind of tough. <laughs> might On be it. difficult. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, there's only the one road in and out of town. <laughs> and that road might or might not lead to the afterlife. So you might, I don't know if oh, you want to go there. Oh, maybe not, yeah. <laughs> Worth it. 
the film contains recognizable elements from a clutch of other popular films. Lights flying along lonely roadways and up to the night sky is 1977's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Heavy mechanical breathing from a lone menacing figure dressed in an all-black bodysuit, Darth Vader of 1977, uh, Star Wars. <laughs> Road pirates terrorizing a wasteland territory in the modified cars, 1981's The Road Warrior. Waving a uh, handkerchief between two cars to start a two-car road race, 1955's Rebel Without a Cause. Uh, and a dark car from hell, 1977's The Car. I, in quotes, I don't know... But whoever he was, he's weird and pissed off, which is a line from the movie, it is strikingly similar line to one spoken in John Carpenter's The Thing in 1982. So this, whoever uh-huh. wrote this piece of trivia, it, it submitted it to IMDb, really just said, hey, things are same everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's just like, <laughs> you have a dining room table. The people next door to you have a dining room table. <laughs> so thus, you must both be the same people. It's true. <laughs> so true. It's uh, definitely an homage. <laughs> it very much is. Uh, would you like to know what kind of cars were driven in this movie? I no. would. No. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I, I, when you guys were naming cars, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, That's I a car. one of those cars. <laughs> I know. I paid attention it to that one. Awesome. <laughs> but the other ones, I'm like, oh, I didn't notice. I didn't. Well, notice. I think the re- one of the reasons why this movie has become such a cult classic is because of the cars and because of the racing. It's true. So we oh. might have to go through what kind of cars they are. Okay. <laughs> I'll sit back. <laughs> okay. So P- Packard Walsh dr- drove a 1970s Chevrolet Corvette with a custom paint job and nose clip with the tr- with the tail of a 64 Vet. Augie drove a 1986 Do- Dodge Daytona Turbo Z. Yeah. Minty drove a 1977 Pontiac Firebird with a highly visible but apparently non-functioning supercharger. But... <laughs> <laughs> Skank and Gutter Boy drove a beat-up 1966 Plymouth Barracuda. That's why they kept calling it the Cuda. (laughs) Rughead was driving a late late 70s Chevrolet pickup. And I'm guessing Rughead was Clint Howard. I was like, man, a late 90s? (laughs) Really the future. The couple who are cheated out of their car in the first race was driving a 1987 Dodge Daytona Shelby Z. Distinguished by its pop-up headlights, unlike the exposed headlights of Augie's 1986 model. Which they have those reversed. They have those reversed, yeah. Well, they... Okay, the, yeah, the car that they were driving at the beginning of the movie right. did not have pop-up headlights. Right. However, that the car, one in the, the one in the garage, which is supposed to represent that one... Did right. have pop-up headlights. Yeah. So it was just, the script supervisor screwed up. Really, really bad. Because we even were like, oh, that's the same Daytona that they just won, but they, like, changed the paint job for right. some reason. <laughs> uh, the police drove a variety of mid-1980s Plymouth Caravels and Grand Furies, as well as early 1980s Chevrolet Malibus. And Sheriff Loomis drove a civilian Plymouth... Uh, Caravelle. So, uh, there you go. Uh, you 
missed a car though. The main one? Yeah. Well, the, the main the Dodge main <laughs> the main one is a Dodge uh, M4S Turbo Interceptor. Just so people should know. <laughs> All right, Angela, you can come back now. Oh, you guys are done. <laughs> yeah. okay, I was I was totally in another room. <laughs> uh, Rughead's truck is is a Chevrolet. Yeah, we noted that. Sherilyn Fenn, Char- Charlie Sheen, and his future ex-wife Denise Richards all went on to play in different episodes of Friends. Oh my! Yeah, <laughs> that's very. That is not <laughs> trivia. <laughs> that is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then under the spoiler section of the trivia, it says the scars on Jake's body's body matches where Jamie was cut and stabbed. When Packard and his gang killed him, yes. Mm-hmm. Why would why? As I mean, if he was able to get another a new body, it's symbolic. It's well, it's, the the symbolism. It's, uh, <laughs> it's to try and explain what they don't explain in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that he's the same person. Yes. Even though it doesn't make sense, it just they just want to show the audience that hey this is the same guy <laughs> uh, they look different though they, but, but they kind of look the same because that's why they everybody's like why do you look so familiar you, like squint really hard <laughs> <laughs> you'll be like oh my god everybody's charlie sheen in this movie. <laughs> so do you want to guess what the budget for this movie was because um, yeah. you know what there was a lot i mean one there were a lot of pyrotechnics. There's a lot of there's a lot of explosions, lot of okay. a lot of practical demolished. effects, a lot True. of cars that got demolished. But what was it that you even said during the movie? What they had to have paid a lot of money for? Oh my god, for the for the fucking soundtrack. The soundtrack alone. <laughs> so many like big songs in it. Big songs and big names. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what would you say the estimated budget for the Wraith is? Oh my god, Maybe uh, 20 12, million. 12 mil? You're both too high. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's 2.7 million. What? what? <laughs> That's it. That's wow. Right, Damn, right? Buying, buying a song is cheap in the 80s. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so it says, uh, yeah, it says opening weekend, they made it made 1.4 million. Jeez. And it grossed 3.5 million in the USA. Oh. So, you know, it made cool. it. It made its money and, and then some. You know, uh, I, I I'm surprised we didn't get a uh, a sequel to this movie. Right? Some type of cash grab. See, I don't know I was, where they really would have gone though. I know exactly where they would have gone. Oh, okay. I was thinking about it while we were watching this movie. Would they go the the Crow Two? No, not the Crow Two. We don't need to do that. <laughs> you would actually take uh, something from another or a different movie and how it handled its sequel. Okay. I would do. I would do a. Uh, uh, Aladdin, The Return of Jafar. Oh so Packard comes God. back as the new Wraith. Yes. <laughs> and he has a And they have a Wraith off. Yes. <laughs> a Wraith to the death. <laughs> oh, that's what it could be called. <laughs> yes. Perfect. We'll all green light this right now. <laughs> Wraith to the death. Come on, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Get that. HIV money out. Oh, wait, what? Uh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Shit got real all of a sudden. Uh, see, that's what I'm saying. It could have it done well. I, I just, you know, 
Uh, talking about the soundtrack, so we have uh, "Where's the Fire," written and performed by Tim Feeman. Don't know who that is. "Secret Loser," which is the song at the very beginning of the movie, uh, performed by Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. <laughs> "Hearts and Heads" by Stan Bush and Andy De, De Toronto. De Toronto. Toronto. Uh, I know Stan Bush. Right. I know Stan Bush because of uh, Transformers the movie. You've got the touch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, Wake Up Call by Arthur Baker, Tina B, performed by Ian Hunter. Smoking in the Boys Room, which was by Cub Coda, but performed by Motley Crue, which I recognize. Addicted to Love, Robert Palmer. Scream of Angels, Nick Glider. Gilder. Power Love by Norman Swan, performed by Lion. (laughs) <laughs> that had to have been that power ballad right there in the, in the beginning of the movie. Uh, Those were the days by Ray Coburn, performed by Honeymoon Suite. Never, ne- never surrender by Norman Swan and Douglas uh, Aldridge, performed by Lion. Never surrender. That was also, I think, is also in the tran- uh, Transformers the movie. Sounds familiar. Uh, Hold on, Blue Eyes <laughs> by Heaton. Greg, uh, performed by LaMarca. Rebel Yell, there you go, by Billy Idol, performed by Billy Idol. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, Young Love, Hot Love, by Randall, Randall Nicholas, performed by Jill Michaels. And then Bad Mistake, by Jeffrey Wilson and Steve Woodard, performed by James House. So a lot of 80s names and power ballads and, and fucking rock and roll everywhere it's pretty incredible it's quite possibly the most 80s soundtrack <laughs> in existence like it has its own special credit right there at the end of the movie it does yeah, buy the album buy the soundtrack like, hey, we paid a lot of money for this so fucking buy it I mean if they hadn't paid so much money for that how much would that budget have been $30 <laughs> Charlie Sheen was working for cheap back then yeah uh, let's see if we have anything else special under Wikipedia for this. We have production, soundtrack, reception, video release. Let's see what the reception says. Critics didn't really like this, but it's kind of a cult classic, especially <laughs> with gearheads. That's not what it says. <laughs> it says <laughs> film historian and critic Leonard Moulton dismissed the film as for those who favor fast cars and lots of noise. Uh, in the Time Out review, editor John Pym saw the Wraith having comic strip killer car thieves with the best joke having one of the thugs knowing the word Wraith. <laughs> okay. It's true. I mean, I even said, was it Gutter Boy is basically a cartoon character. Yeah. With his uh, constant... What was the word that you used, Angela? I don't remember. It was not sketchiness or twitchy. Twitchy, twitchy. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah his twitchiness. Uh, at the at the film review aggregator website Rotten Tomatoes, the film has received a twenty seven percent positive rating based on only eleven reviews submitted. Following its theatrical run, the film was featured on television in an episode of Cinema Insomnia. 
the video release in 1987, the film was released to VHS video by Lightning Video and then on Laserdisc by Image Entertainment. Ooh. It was then released in 2003 on DVD by Platinum Disc Corporation, now Echo Bridge Home Entertainment, in spite of having no special features and only being available in the pan and scan format, there is missing footage of the original VHS and Laserdisc release. Lionsgate released a widescreen special edition DVD on March 2nd, 2010, which included this footage. Nice. <laughs> cool. Ooh, here we go. The Wraith uh, shooting locations. The Wraith was shot entirely in and around Tucson. Shots of the hilly road leading into the fictional Brooks, Arizona were filmed on Freeman Road on the city's south side. Uh, Carrie's home is located at 2128 East 5th Street. Big K's Burgers was a set built especially for the film at 2755 East Benson Highway and no longer exists. Yeah, I looked that up right now. (laughs) It's just dirt and some uh, business there. You can go there, though. You can. You can stand right there where it used to be. I want burgers. There you go. Just, just talking to the people. <laughs> oh, it's really sad. <laughs> like Tucson is. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, Sheriff Loomis uh, goes to talk to Skank and Gutter Boy at the Davis Montaf Air Force Base. The film Swimming Hole is located in Sabino Canyon of North Upper Sabino Canyon Road. The curvy mountain road where Packard and his gang challenge other cars to deadly races and is the General Hitchcock Catalina Mount Lemon Highway that winds through natural stone monoliths north of the city. Skank and Gutterboy chase after Jamie and Carrie down North 4th Avenue at East 70, or 7th Street and the portion of the, sh- of the chase that leads into a tunnel is the since redone tunnel on North 4th Avenue where it crosses under railroad tracks. Jake and Carrie are seen riding down the road through Sabino Canyon Recreation Area near Sabino Lake Dam, northeast of Tucson. So you can literally go to Tucson and take pictures of all the places that you see in this movie. That's true. <laughs> Which is awesome, because I always thought that was cool about... Uh, uh, the Forsaken. Well, the Forsaken for Yuma, yeah, you can do that. But I, I was thinking of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is, is Mesa, Arizona. Ah. Fair and enough. you can do the same. So, I've actually driven by where Big K's used to be. Really? <laughs> it's unfortunate. That is. You, I bet you just felt that there I used did. to be burgers there. I was like, why do I feel like there used to be awesome food here? <laughs> there used to be delicious deliciousness here. Uh, I want a burger now. <laughs> why? Uh, as we were saying, that... Rotten Tomatoes has a 27% for a critic tomato meter and 62% for audience score. Uh, which, you know, does not seem to be the out of the norm. No. Audiences like movies better than critics do. Uh, Janet Maslin of the New York Times actually gave it a fresh review saying, Mr. Cassavetes is effectively black-hearted and makes a striking figure and Randy Quaid does a lot with this under underdeveloped role of local sheriff. Whereas Paul Atas, At, Atasanicio, 
(laughs) of the Washington Post, says there is all too little of the quietly charismatic charismatic Sheen and all too much of Cassavetes, who is a dead ringer for the young Hugh Hefner. Huh. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) I guess if that's uh, what you want to say about him, then that's what you say. I could see it. So there's, you know, you know, we never looked at this, but there's quite a bit of this movie in TV Tropes. What? TV Tropes dot, was dot org, Uh where you can, where they, you know, they take things that are tropes in movies or film or TV, whatever. I know of it. Okay. Well, there's quite a bit. There's like, ask a stupid question regarding Augie's death. Deputy Murphy even gets called out on it. You think he's? You think he made it? You gotta be kidding me! Look, uh, local kid, used to be. So there's a stupid question. Uh, but now I must go. Played with. You know he says I gotta go now. Fair enough. You know. They get really they get really nitty gritty with these things. Yes, they do. They get very granular with these tropes. <laughs> They're like somebody. Blinked. That's a trope. <laughs> so we won't do that then. All of these people breathed oxygen. <laughs> they are visibly breathing. That's a trope. It's a trope. <laughs> and now uh, I guess we're on to Chris's favorite part. Yes. <laughs> Five star, one star reviews oh, yes. on Amazon. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> So five star review first. Five star review from one M. Bay. There were a lot of awesome explosions. <laughs> M. Bay. <laughs> uh, from 2001. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Linda from May 19, 2014, titled Charlie's Best. I thought this was Whoa. a <laughs> I thought this was a pretty good movie, especially for the time it was made. As far as that goes, I don't listen to critics and I like what I like. The movie is memorable after the after the at least 20 years it's been out here. That says a lot. Apparently she couldn't say it in correct words. Apparently she's not a very big fan of Charlie Sheen either <laughs> if his best is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> However, it's also barely Charlie Sheen. Like, True. Really, he, Nick Cassavetes is the main character. He really in is. This movie. Because, yeah, or maybe Sher- Sherilyn Finn. No, I'm pretty sure it's Nick Cassavetes. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But yeah, Charlie Sheen, I mean, the character is in the movie a lot, but Charlie Sheen is barely in the movie because I doubt he's the one that's behind the, the outfit Very true. or driving the car. Yeah. <laughs> uh,. Verified customer, Amazon customer, April 25th, 2016. So, a couple days ago. Oh, wow. Uh, Classic with a young Charlie Sheen. Great movie with great actors. Saw this movie a long time ago. Needs to be up there with the classics. Charlie Sheen at at his best because before his downfall with drugs and booze. Great movie with great actors. Randy Quaid was excellent as the sheriff. Okay, what? Classics? Does it need to be up with? I, I don't know. <laughs> at what point is he saying that Charlie Sheen went downhill with 
drugs and booze. I think the more visible 2000s when he was obviously... Okay, but he had hot shots and Major League. Yeah, those are all the 90s. Yeah, and they're better than this. Oh, well, I just I don't know. I don't know where his timeline, this customer's timeline is. I, I don't know either. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, last one. Summer's Michael, February 27th, 2015. Most awesome and nostalgic film during the 80s. I watched this movie again last night after so many years. It's one of the coolest, most awesome, and nostalgic films during the 80s. I really enjoyed it. It has a killer performance by Charlie Sheen and some of the greatest (laughs) 80s soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) And some of the greatest 80s soundtrack, including Ozzy Osbourne, Lion, Bonnie Tyler, and many others. Austin Flick, I recommend it to everyone who has the chance to watch it. Uh, there's plenty more other five star reviews, but we need to get on to the one star reviews one now. Stars. <laughs> Yay. Shipment was late. <laughs> I've I'm looking at a lot of non uh shipment complaints. Ah. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Uh from Wine Mac title is unbelievably bad (laughs) (laughs) okay so campy sci-fi movies are all over the place in history this has to be one of the worst Wow! cheesy special effects stiff acting and ditzy women that are an insult to that gender (laughs) and that isn't even charlie sheen's fault (laughs) i mean they're not wrong (laughs) in fact his performance is the least bad Skip this one unless you've seen all the classics a hundred times or more. <laughs> Once again, what where are the classics? <laughs> Whose classics are we talking I, about? I want names. <laughs> uh, yes, the, the, the women character oh, in this movie because there's only one. Yeah. Other than the, the girl that, that, that Packard is having sex with and randomly in the movie. Uh, so, yeah. There, that's pretty bad. Would you like to go on to another one there? Oh, um, no sure. Mentioned boobs in their review. <laughs> that's true. You did see what three different sets? At least, yeah. <laughs> uh, this one by Amazon customer. Uh, title is appalling. Really, really bad. Wow. <laughs> it had to throw in that extra really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All that's right. How you know it's real. Where to begin? Worse than I imagined. Skipped forward and still thought it was a waste of time. Skipped forward? Oh, man, you missed all of that plot. (laughs) Yeah. Bad plot, terrible effects, camera trucks blowing dust into chase cars, but the acting was superb. Superb? (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Okay, not really. Oh, okay. (laughs) Terrible effects? I was going to say, the the effects are much better than the, the acting. I mean, they were over the top, but still. <laughs> it's kind of what you expect. Yeah. Other than the cute female lead, there are just no redeeming qualities. Don't bother. It won't be worth it. It won't be worth it. <laughs> Jeez. He boobs, like, at least three different times in this movie. <laughs> All right, give me one it. more. All right. Um, the next one that's a good size is poor script, poor acting, poor me. Poor me. <laughs> <laughs> By W. Reed. I sure do wish that I can get reimbursed for the 90 minutes I just lost on this poorly written, poorly directed, and awful movie. 
Please do not listen to the reviews of the ones that gave this movie anything higher than a two because they obviously have poor taste in movies and acting. <laughs> sure was nice to see that Charlie Sheen looked like better all looked like before all the substance abuse. I could be wrong and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you're but yourself a favor and use your ninety minutes towards something else. So do yourself a favor. <laughs> Goodness. So okay, we've 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 heard uh, people clearly haven't seen munchies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they they that clearly have classic. Seen... <laughs> so watch that a hundred times, then you can come back to the race. Fair enough. <laughs> God, this would be the best movie ever made after that. Uh, well, now we've heard people who liked it and people who didn't like it. Let's let's see what you got. Me personally, I'm glad that this came up as as one of the uh, listener um, choices because right. I enjoy this movie. I enjoyed it back then. And I, I think it I think it holds up. I enjoy it now. Fair enough. Chris? I it was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. Um it it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so but you enjoyed it, it but it's not good. Exactly. Okay, I, I've been in that that, that, that feel like before. Like I said, the the effects are probably the best part of this movie. <laughs> there are some cool stunts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and someone paid their life for it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Angela? Um, it's not the movie for me, but <laughs> like, I'm not a big car person, so my races, that's cool. But somebody I'm sure that likes likes all that would be, you know, a, a decent movie. Right. Because overall, it is a decent movie. It's kind of cheesy, and, and and but it's... Not something that I would would like cringe at if I hear the name. <laughs> See now, you know, if you're, you just happen to be sitting uh, in a living room and you you happen to be around a couple of gearheads and they bring up, hey, do you remember that movie Wraith? You just be like, yeah, I know that movie. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the coolest chicken block. Oh yeah. So now uh, we get to choose uh, our next movie. Oh, yes. And, uh, oh, my God. Each time we get so much closer to crawl. <laughs> I hate you so much. Uh, so I didn't do it. We, I know you didn't. But I hate the fact that you want it to happen. It's going to happen. So it of the movies we still have left, we have Midnight Madness, Million Dollar Mystery, Rad, The Wizard, Problem Child, Felix the Cat, Happily Ever After... Monster Squad and Crawl. Ah oh, man, none of my movies yet. This is yeah, we haven't done any. I haven't done any of my movies yet either. Gosh, I just happen to like viewers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so random dot org one uh, one out of nine Dude. generate two. So that would be my movie, and it is yeah, Million yeah, Dollar Mystery. mystery. So we have to find that movie, oh, <laughs> which cannot be easy. Uh, just so anybody knows, uh, we uh, were able to watch uh, The Wraith off of Showtime On Demand. That's how I got it this time. Uh, I think it's also available on Hulu. So, looking forward to that Million Dollar Mystery next week, if I can find it. If not, then... <laughs> We will go to a backup, and uh, we'll see what we can do. 
Uh, anything else you guys want to say? Nope. No? Nope. Okay. Well, this has been... V- oh, wait. I mean, do we need... Yeah. I'm, uh, it's facebook.com backslash Radio to talk to us. We, we do a lot of the talking there. Uh, at Geekly Radio on Twitter. I'm at agent underscore of the underscore bat on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Chris? Uh, wizard, W-W-W-Y-Z-E-R-D. On Twitter and Facebook. Things. <laughs> uh, I'm Flower Wreath Tales, and I usually sometimes get retweeted by Geekly, so that's where you'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and, an enigma. And everybody also remember to go check out Beth the necromancer. Yes, she's been silent lately. I don't know what's going on with her. So, uh, yeah, there you go. If uh, I, I don't remember which episode number that was that we watched, uh, and you thought your parents were weird, but if you haven't watched that movie yet, you need to, because Beth is coming yeah. for you. That's right. So. Mm-hmm. She'll solve all of your problems. She could, or bring back the dead. So, uh, there you go. This has been VHS Gems on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying next until next time always remember to geek, geek out. out Revenge Bondage We now return you to your regularly scheduled program